0: Hello and welcome to Bird Nerds, where we delve into the fascinating world of birds and share the joys of observing them.
1: Hi, I am Adil.
0: And I am Maryam. Adil is a bird nerd in the true sense. He can even make a visit to the grocery store, a bird watching trip. Well, jokes apart, he loves to travel and is a seasoned bird watcher. He is also quite well informed about butterflies, snakes and is a certified beekeeper. 2022 was his big year when he travelled the length and breadth of India, covering 23 states and union territories. He was able to spot over 900 birds in one year. He left no terrain unexplored, be it the cold desert of Ladakh or the dry Thar and Kutch deserts, sea coasts and deep seas, Andaman Islands, the western ghats, mangroves of Sundarbans and Bidarkanika, the northeast or the Himalayan forests. He ranked as India's top birder and was also among the top two birders in Asia in 2022.
1: Mariam has a unique eye for a bird watcher. While we may be busy scouting the bushes for hidden treasures, her eyes will scan the skies and cliffs for raptors, often catching a distant raptor's attention. We may have missed many birds of prey if not for Mariam's nudge. She has accompanied me in many birding adventures to leech-infested forests where the leeches have loved her blood and at places such as the Kutch. Himalayan escapades and sometimes even waited along with me during heavy downpour to catch the glimpse of a rare leochikla or a quail. She is an accomplished birder with a species count of over 600 birds.
0: Join us as we walk you through various habitats and exciting bird trails across India. This week also we continue our talk about bird watching as an activity. In our last episode we were discussing about bird watching and what are the essential skills and tools one needs to start off as a bird watcher. We talked about general form and shape of the bird that is the concept of GISS, some field guide recommendations and some specifications about uh, good binoculars that you can purchase for bird watching especially. So go back and listen to our previous episode if you have not done so for some great tips. So what's next on the list now, Adil?
1: Well, Mariam, this week I'll just start with a question for you. What according to you is a bird?
0: A bird is something that can be confused with a plane or even Superman.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, but tell me what really is a bird?
0: So, in layman's terms, a bird is uh, a creature which has feathers and it is capable of flying. Okay.
1: Yeah. That was quite apt, Maria. Yes, true. Bird is unique because of its feathers, like you said, and it is capable of flight. But if we look at vertebrates, uh, which is fish, amphibians, reptiles and mammals, there have been others also which took flight. Like in mammals, we have bats. Then we have In fish, flying fish. Then in Indian subcontinent, we have the flying lizards, flying squirrels.
0: How can you forget dragons?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Not again, William. Okay. So, yes, the adaptation of flight is not unique to birds, but feathers are. So, I'll just elaborate a little more. I'll uh, like to say that the birds share two, three things with other vertebrates. One is with mammals, which mm-hmm. is they are warm-blooded. Okay. And in okay. fact, their body temperatures are a little higher than humans, mm-hmm. about 10 degrees Fahrenheit higher. Okay. So that means that they are better suited for hot and cold weathers and because uh, the blood stays warm and the metabolism can continue. Yes. That's what makes warm-blooded animals unique from cold-blooded
0: they don't have the need to hibernate also like a lot of cold-blooded animals. Right.
1: So besides that, they are very close to the reptiles. Okay. If we can even see signs in the feet and the legs, which still have scales in birds like the reptiles. But if uh, scientifically seen, the feathers have been analyzed and they quite match the component which is found in scales. So basically they have scales have been got modified into feathers so this is how close they are to reptiles Basically said birds are glorified reptiles Now I will tell you a little bit about the evolution of birds Earliest known records of birds are from the upper jurassic era which is the mesozoic time about 150 million years ago Yes And uh, there must have been many species, but the only record that we as humans have been able to find is of the Archaeopteryx. It was unquestionably a bird because it had feathers. And although it was a land bird and it was about the size of a crow, it had wings, but it was still a ground bird. If we look at evolution, there was uh, lost time, but I think the waterfowls are the closest to the Archaeopteryx.
0: Sorry. So, it was not just the dinosaurs that were there in the Jurassic period. Yes. It was, uh, Archaeopteryx was also there.
1: Then about 100 to 80 million years ago, the upper Cretaceous period.
0: So, this is after the Jurassic period.
1: Yes, yes. Okay. That is coming closer to our, our time. time. Two other species have been recorded. One is the Ichthyornis, So, that is the fish bird. It was a gull-like species. It had a strong keel.
0: What do you mean by keel?
1: Keel basically is the ridge along the breastbone, which also supports the flight muscles. And if you hmm. look in a boat, it is something which, which is underneath the boat, hmm. which helps the boat balance in water. Okay. It's like a flat structure. So that's a keel. Okay. So this ichthyornis had a strong keel. And the difference from modern day birds is It was toothed. That means it had jaw with teeth.
0: Okay, So this was a fish bird. We are getting a lot of ideas about new creatures for movies. You have a fish bird. You have a flightless crow.
1: I think Hollywood has already uh, explored all aspects of uh, such evolved or ancient creatures. Coming back. The other species is Hesperornis, Which is known as the western bird. I think from modern day it is closest to penguins. It was described as a flightless diving bird and it was about 6 feet long and it too had teeth in its bill. Okay. So, this is some history about birds. This is like
0: ancient, ancient, ancient to the power of n history.
1: Yes, but I thought it would make sense to know and understand how yes. or where and when the birds evolved. So, from here, what next, Mariam?
0: I think in the last episode we promised that we will talk about bird topology, as in uh, the parts of the bird, how what makes up a bird. So I think let's. Uh...
1: Yes, bird topology is very important. It helps us uh, identify the bird better in the field, or also describe it verbally when uh, you don't have something for a visual.
0: And you don't have a photograph is what he means yeah. in simpler terms. <laughs> yes. So I think uh, in all uh, previous episodes, you must have heard us uh, describe the supercilium, the rump, the lore, the crown, the ear coverts. So these are the things that we will uh, describe as in what to, what exactly do they mean. So, it will be clearer from our when we go back to uh, a new habitat and new uh, set of birds. So, it will be easier for you to understand which parts of the bird we are talking about.
1: Correct. We'll try our best to explain these terms to you.
0: So, let's start with the head portion, I think, Adil.
1: Yeah.
0: So first thing first is I think the most prominent thing is the bill. Correct. That is obviously the beak. Okay, and we've talked about how bills are important, the shape and size of it is important. And right. then uh, I... So,
1: the bill has the upper mandible, which is the upper bill of it and the lower mandible. So, generally while describing it, it's useful to know what part we are talking about. So, upper mandible also has the culmen, which is the curve of the upper mandible. Okay. Alright. Hmm. So, that's there. And just... By the culmen and at the base of the bill. When I say base, I mean the part which is attached to the skull. So, you will generally find a nostril. Yes. Also, sometimes the nostril shape also helps us recognize which species we are talking about. Okay. Okay. Then, between the bill and the eye, that space is called as lore.
0: Okay. Yes. So,
1: sometimes we are talking about... Uh, marking on the lower so that is the section
0: that is the space between eye and the base of the bill
1: yes and uh, if there's a stripe running along the eye then we call it an eye stripe Hmm. all right then it can include the lower also or it can be only the portion beyond the eye till the ear. okay all right and above the eye we have the eyebrow which we commonly call as supercilium
0: Around the eye, you have an eye ring. Sometimes it is very prominent. Uh, It has a different color in uh, some words which help us identify them.
1: Correct. We also call it as the orbital ring. And around the orbital ring, we might also have orbital skin, which would be exposed skin without any kind of feather. Mm. So that's another thing which is existent.
0: Right. So, we have the bill which has the upper mandible and the lower mandible.
1: Correct. Just especially for raptors, after the mandible, uh, before the skull part begins, we have the cere. Cere is basically again skin which is there on uh, between the the skull and the bill.
0: So, cere is not your S-I-R-I, it is spelled as C-E-R-E.
1: So, after Siri, we have to also look at the gape. Gape basically is uh, similar to a human gape, uh, as in when you open your mouth, how wide can you open or how deep it runs. So, Mm. that is the gape. For raptors, it is important to note the gape as well. The gape can be till the start of the eye or the mid of the eye or it can extend till beyond the eye. So, some raptors can be identified by the extension of their gape. Then again, uh, depending on certain species of birds, the bills also may have a cask like in hornbills, yes. like we discussed earlier in one of our episodes when we talked about the Indian grey hornbill. Right. This basically covers the bill part of the bird.
0: I think the next uh, parts would be the forehead and the crown. So... Forehead would be the part which is just above the upper mandible of the bill. And crown is again uh, something which is above the the eye of the bird. Yes, like a Uh,
1: crown the queen wears. So, that portion where the crown would sit on the head is the area which is known as crown.
0: And then uh, then we uh, we also have ear coverts which are quite uh, prominent in some of the birds.
1: The ear basically is uh, close to the eye yes. like in humans and the feathers covering that are the ear coverts. Mm. Again, they are very unique for different birds. They might have different color from the rest of the head. So it's also important to understand this.
0: So if you remember for cinerea state or great tit, you have a very prominent uh, white patch behind its near its eye. So that, that are the ear coverts
1: and also some birds you will have the mustachial stripe so something that runs from the base of the lower mandible so like a mustache and then would, there would be the submustachial stripe and also an area which is called the malar stripe so these are all parts along the base of the bill running towards the throat so depending on the species it comes into play otherwise it is irrelevant
0: then we, uh, I think we've covered most of the upper part of the head. Hmm. Then we'll have obviously the chin, which is just below the lower mandible of the bill of the bird. Correct. Then followed by a throat. throat. Yeah.
1: So you have the chin followed by a throat. Then you have the breast. Yeah. Just below, which is the stomach.
0: The, or the belly.
1: Or the belly, correct. Okay. After the belly, you would have the vent. And the undertail coverts. Hmm. Besides the belly, you have the flanks as well. So, flanks may also have different plumage.
0: Okay. Flanks are something uh, that are on the side of the belly. Correct. I would say. Now that we have covered the lower portion, let's come back to the upper part. So, after the crown, we will have the nape followed by the mantle and then the back.
1: Correct. And by the sides of the mantle, you have the scapulas. So basically, uh, describing this becomes quite difficult. We will also be releasing a video. We are trying our best to make you understand the parts of the external features of the bird, the topography, so that when we describe a bird, uh, these things become quite uh, relevant in understanding. And birds have so much of plumage and pattern that sometimes describing these sections help us understand the kind of uh, species or the subspecies of bird that we are observing.
0: So for example, when we say a robin, the very prominent feature of the robin is its red vent, which you mm. will see when it has its tail cocked up. Uh, same with the red vented bulbul. So, it has a very prominent red vent. So, that is why we use those terms when we are describing those birds.
1: Correct. Since we are talking about terms, the colors also are very specific to birds and we learn a lot of color names from birds. So, when Maryam said Robin has a red vent, actually it is a rufous vent.
0: Yes, exactly. The colors are like a shade card of uh, wall paints. So, you will have rufous red, rufous brown, olive green... Turquoise, blue, teal. You have a a, shade of uh,
1: colors. Yes. So now coming to the wings. We have the primaries, secondaries and the tertials. So tertials are very close to the body. Uh, Just after tertials you have the secondaries. And on the most external part we have the primaries. Now covering all these three types of wings. You have coverts. So, covering the primaries, we have the primary coverts. Then for secondaries, we have the greater coverts. And there are also median coverts and lesser coverts.
0: Before that, I think uh, uh, we were talking about the upper parts. We have the nape, the mantle, the back. And then we talked a bit about the wings. Mm -hmm. Then we have the rump, which is also a very distinguishing feature in a lot of Correct. So, can you describe which part is the rump that we are talking about?
1: Rump basically is something which is on the upper side, the opposite of where the vent is on the underside. Right. And then after that you have the upper tail coverts, which are again covering the tail feathers uh, where they connect to the body basically. Likewise, you have under tail coverts which cover the under tail feathers from the lower side.
0: So, coverts are something which are covering either the tail feathers or the feathers of the wings. Or the flight feathers. Yes. So, and rump is something where which is where the tail starts, you could say, roughly.
1: Yeah, rump is uh, just before where the tail starts. Right. Okay. Because then you have the coverts which are covering where the tail starts.
0: Right.
1: I think... Once you get used to the terminology, it becomes quite easy. Yes. Only thing is when you are looking at a real bird, everything is not, you know, very finely defined. defined, yes. And only if you have a good close-up, you are able to see these things properly. Is it making sense?
0: Probably. Yes. I hope so. So, now that we have reached the rump and the upper tail coverts, we finally have the tail of the bird.
1: Well... Tails thankfully don't have uh, many parts to define, the only adaptation can be they may have wire on tails.
0: There is one thing that I think we should specify. Uh, We talk about uh, some birds which have a graduated tail. Graduated tails are those wherein the central feathers are the longest feathers and then the outer feathers are shorter and then in between they are of medium length. I think in uh, Indian grey hornbill, it has a graduated tail. Or a prinia. Or a prinia also has a graduated tail.
1: Okay, now we will talk about some labeling that happens for select species. Like I will give you an example of the ducks. So when the ducks are flying in formation, how does one duck follow the leader and maintain the formation? So basically on the secondaries, they have a iridescent part which is known as speculum
0: iridescent is uh, a glossy panel kind of a thing
1: yeah which reflects light and gives out a shine or a shimmer which is quite easy for the birds to note also understand mariam mm. that the birds have ultraviolet vision right so they can see in the ultraviolet region and uh, so we don't know what really they are seeing we can only imagine that they are seeing Something much more enhanced and much more beautiful than what our eyes can see. Coming back. So, speculum is one of the things that is used as a term with ducks.
0: We've talked about some birds that have a very prominent collar around their neck. Or an eye band or an eye mask. Like in shrikes, you would have noticed that. So, that is not common across all birds. But it it is present in select species. Okay, so let's quickly recap and uh, I'll help you visualize uh, the parts of the bird. So okay. we start with the bill. The bill has an upper mandible and the lower mandible. And below the lower mandible, you have the chin followed by the throat and then the breast and then the belly and then the vent. Okay.
1: And the undertail cover.
0: And the undertail cover. Then on the upper part, we have the upper mandible followed by the forehead and then the crown. Okay, and uh, then between the eye and the base of the bill, you have the lores. Then behind the eye, you would have uh, ear coverts. Correct. And around the eye, you would have an eye ring and
1: uh, and
0: the orbital skin.
1: Orbital skin is not in every bird, but Mm -hmm. this is an area we are just defining.
0: Okay, then so after the crown, we have the nape, the mantle, the back, the rump, Upper tail coverts and then the tail. In wings, you have primaries, secondaries, and tertiaries. So primaries are something which are on the outer edge, and secondaries are in between, and uh, tertiaries are something that are closest, Attached to, to, the the body, closest her, to the body, closest to the body,
1: correct? And on the sides of the mantle, you have these scapulas and if you on the sides of the belly, you have the area called flanks.
0: Flanks, okay. Cool. And
1: the feathers covering the wings are called coverts
0: we hmm. so have the primary coverts the greater coverts and so on
1: yeah
0: so just remember coverts are the parts that are, are that are covering the wings or the tail all right I is there anything to talk about uh, the feet
1: the feet uh, basically they have the thigh and the tarsus and then the they have the claws or the talons. So and that's I think about that
0: differs it. with every bird, uh-huh. bird.
1: Whether there are feathers on the tarsus or it is barren, that's all the kind of adaptation you would find.
0: And if there is some part which is peculiar to that species, we will surely talk about it when we are describing that bird.
1: Correct. So, Mayim, this about summarizes our two weeks of uh, extra birding uh, subjects that we are going to cover. So, should we not be getting back to... Visiting birds and talking about birds.
0: Yeah, these were the extra classes, out of syllabus things. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, I hope they have helped you, and I hope you. We we hope that you yes. uh, you take up bird watching, and we are able to help you out in any way whatsoever to start on that journey.
1: Next episode would be about birding and birds mm-hmm. and bird watching. So, what's the plan, Mariam?
0: So till now we were. F- Focusing on land birds or tree birds. Now this is a completely different habitat. We will be exploring water bodies and birds found in water bodies or around them.
1: Hope you enjoyed this episode and you will be looking forward to our further episodes. And we will be looking out for you to look out for us.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, as usual, there are always more birds to discuss than we have time. We hope you enjoy listening to our chatter.
1: Please check our Instagram pages for photographs of all the birds we have discussed in this episode as well as the previous ones. You will find them as a compilation in our feed.
0: All photographs have been clicked by my very talented co-host Adil. We will be back next Thursday with another refreshing episode where we will continue our bramblings about birds.
1: So stick with us and we will take you along on wonderful birding trails across India. And as your understanding grows, we'll spice it up with other facets of being outdoors. Make sure to follow us on our Instagram pages. You can follow me on Peregrinator.in. That is P-E-R-E-G-R-I-N-A-T-O-R dot I-N.
0: And you can follow me on Mariam's Pick Clicks. That is M-A-R-I-A-M-S, P-I-C as in pick, C-L-I-C-K-S as in clicks. You can check our show description for our social media handles. Make sure to like, share and subscribe to our podcast on platforms of your choice. Be it Hubhopper, Spotify, Amazon Music, GeoSavan, Ghana or even Google Podcasts.
1: So make sure to tune in next week. Till then, happy birding.
0: And a happier feeling. Goodbye.